How was the Christmas party? Was it Sunday? It was Sunday. Yeah, it was fun. Dexter hit Kayla's kid with a... It was a foam bat, but it was still a bat, and he hit him in the face with it. Oh, no. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't being mean. They were playing, and her kid was playing the bad guy, and Dexter was playing <laughs> the good guy. So in his little mind, it was like, oh, hey, we're playing, and you're a bad guy, so I'm going to whack you with this. He's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Challenge. And that was the thing. Like, Dexter's three... And the other kids, almost seven, but still, yeah, yeah but still, you, like you don't want you your kid to bat to the dome. <laughs> you still don't want your kid to be the one that makes the other kids cry. Exactly. So, uh, uh, but other than that, it but was, was fun. it the best Christmas party ever? <laughs> I know. I've heard some rumors. <laughs> nobody else dressed up. I showed up in a dress, and nobody else dressed up. I did that last night. Oh. I was full on. My grandmother made this christmas sweater and i drag it out every year she passed away a while ago but i got that of some of her stuff and i wear it every year uh-huh. and his family invited us to this family close friends party and i was like okay i was the only sweater one in a christmas sweater <laughs> everyone else was just in regular clothes the, the dresses wasn't even my idea and kayla's gonna listen to this because i showed up and I had asked her. So, for, what, you were in a dress dress? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw pictures. Mm-hmm. And they had wanted to do that dress up in the Goodwill kind of that's tacky right. glamour dress yeah. thing. I forgot about that. And so, I borrowed a dress from my sister because we have pretty different styles. Yeah. And just, just opposites. Yeah. Like, yeah. wearing something of hers was enough out of my comfort zone where it seemed like, oh, hey, you don't belong in that. It was actually a pretty comfortable dress, but then one by one, they came wearing their casual clothes. I did. You're not wearing a dress either. You're not wearing a dress either. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sorry. So, we both were disappointed uh, guess, this week. But at least we did it together. Away from <laughs> each other, but been in spirit in together. spirit together, yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Not My Forte Super Soft Podcast. I am your host, Megan Cottrell. And co-host, Amber Fransman. So, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. And we are still not yet to the holidays, but you won't hear this till after the holidays. So Yeah, that's... Hope everybody had a good holiday. Which I was thinking about that on the way over here. We could have not planned that better that the Christmas episode came out the week of Christmas. Well, I knew we'd made a plan at some point to switch the Christmas one and I thought it was because it landed on Christmas week or something like that but I kept second guessing myself because we were so far ahead that I'm confused (laughs) by how organized we are. (laughs) Well just from the time that we started the podcast I think you know there's been a week or two that last minute we weren't able to do it just everything throughout the whole year had lined up perfectly for the Christmas episode to come out on the Christmas week. Yes. And I keep forgetting. I don't know how I keep forgetting, but we're getting new Letterkenny after Christmas. Yeah. It's, I've been so focused on this. the 26th. Yeah, the 26th. Right? So I'm, I'm very excited for that to be the case, Mm -hmm. but I just, I don't know. I keep forgetting and then people post in the Letterkenny fans page, hey, you know, it's like so many days. It's not Christmas countdown. It's Letterkenny countdown. I bet you know how many days till Letterkenny comes out. (laughs) 
Um, for those of you listening, we are trying a new thing where we're allowing Godiva to just wander around the house while we're recording so you're not hearing incessant barking the entire the sad episode. cries from the other room <laughs> but she <laughs> loves amber she she's just so, wants to sit next to her and smell girl. her <laughs> so if you just hear weird puppy noises it's not amber <laughs> <laughs> most of them aren't me anyway <laughs> i guess we should we should get started do you have any previously on i don't I was trying to listen to which it's the Christmas episode that came out today. It kept pausing. I don't know why because I was trying to listen to it while I was making checks mix today. Yeah, and so I still have about twenty minutes left to listen to okay. that one. But uh, what do you think of the Christmas intro? I liked it. Yeah, Josh is so proud <laughs> was, of himself. Everything that I've heard up until now, I've enjoyed. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good time, and I think we concluded that. Even though that was not the best Christmas party ever, we probably would have both enjoyed going. I would have enjoyed being there, yes. I do have something. Is, is This is from previously on from by the time this episode comes out. It'll be like a month and a half before. But as I've gone back and I was listening to stuff, what's Josh's beef with Across the Universe? Because he interjected that he hated it, and I was a little, I'm gonna, I was a little thrown off by that. I don't know. I can't <laughs> speak to that. So I'm sure Josh will Josh, insert, tell me what the deal is. I insert commentary movie. here. I don't know. I think it has something to do with something in high school. Oh. Maybe a comparison. And it's, a, is it a musical? Yeah. And he likes musicals, but I don't know. It's a music. They're singing, and it's all Beatles songs. He doesn't like the Beatles, and maybe that's what it is. Josh, how can you be a musician and not like the Beatles? He just thinks they're overrated. Is it because everybody likes the Beatles? It's not. Well, I don't know. It's he just thinks they're overrated. I guess. <gasps> yeah, pretty much. I do not understand everyone's infatuation with the Beatles. As a musician, I can appreciate what they've done for the music industry as a whole there are a couple Beatles songs that I like but I do not understand the high 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 praise that comes with the Beatles as a band that's my take I like I and I, I am very like I, I like them okay I'm not a super fan I mean I wouldn't consider myself a super fan yeah but but come on, it's the Beatles. Like, how do you not like the Beatles? But other than that, I'm shook now. <laughs> and so, so that's all you had for me. That's all. <laughs> I feel like I had something, but I completely forgot. I texted you all my what's yeah, the scoop. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, I, I made note of it. Uh, Remind Megan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amber's so great. She's like, because I know that if I, if I get these done early, they're already in the office or they're somewhere that I'm not with my notes. And so I'm like, Amber will remember. <laughs> and I just, Amber has to. <laughs> Amber makes lists and texts herself reminders. <laughs> I don't remember. I write everything down. <laughs> so I guess we'll skip into episode six two. Hard facts, really quickly. This aired on December twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Season six, episode two. Writers Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney, directed by Jacob Tierney. So nothing new or crazy here. This episode is called Bush Party Season. The synopsis is just that the Hicks host a bush party and the skids make an enemy. And before we get too far into it, I just want to get a general word you come down on this one. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't one that I really remembered. It wasn't one that stuck out in my mind. And as we move on past it, I don't think it'll be one that sticks out in my mind. It was okay, but it wasn't 
there was nothing great about it. How about you? I liked it a lot, actually. Really? I, and I don't know if it was just in comparison to the first, to the first episode, because that's easy to, to beat. But... Yeah, I I liked it a lot, but I I think it's a skewed opinion because episode one was kind of a downer to me. Yeah, it was that one. It wasn't a strong start. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like one of those ones that was like, oh, this was a horrible episode. It's not like that. Yeah. It just, it was okay. Like spelling bee or back to back to back. (laughs) They're pretty good, but it's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I get that. When you binge the whole season or the whole series that's out thus far... And you think back on episodes that stuck out to you, this is just not one of them for me. I get that. Yeah, I completely forgot this entire episode. Yeah. Because I even, we even looked at the title and read the synopsis, the synopsis last time. And I, we both were like, I have no idea what this episode, I've completely forgotten about this episode. Yeah, and as I watched it, little things I remembered. It was almost like watching it for the first time. <laughs> okay, so cold open. The dog gave you a wee bit of a scare the other day. Sitting at the barn, the Hicks discussed Gus, whose odd behavior led Wayne to think the dog was having a stroke. Katie admonishes him as he knew Gus was was on medication and he was expected to pass bladder stones. Katie, in fact, thinks Gus faked the stroke so he could get a thermometer of the bum. Wayne does not appreciate the implication. If you're coming, you better come correct. Gus is gay. Wayne denies it quietly. <laughs> Katie points out, for instance, that he's never mounted a female. She asks Derry if he cares, and he does not. She asks Dan if he cares, but stops when he begins to talk about Professor Trisha. Wayne says he doesn't care either, but not to mention it around McMurray. They proceed to do imitations of McMurray, being uncomfortable talking about homosexuality, asserting, I ain't one of you. And I love my wife. (laughs) And acknowledging that they're here to stay. You're all right with it if the dog's gay as much as you're told. Gays are here to stay. Guess he does always spring that red rocket when he's up on your lap. So that was always in the cards. I hate that last bit. I don't know why. I think it's just a visual thing. Nate calls it his lipstick. Yeah. Quill does that. And I hate that too because... You put lipstick on your mouth, and I don't want to think about that when I'm putting <laughs> lipstick on. I love how much Wayne is going to miss Gus when Gus is not around. Oh, like, yeah. when he thought he was actually like, oh, this is it. Better just go ahead and dig a hole for me, too. <laughs> it was sweet to see, you know, he's so sweet about yeah. Gus. So. He's overdramatic, but it's fine in this context for yeah. me because he's obviously, he cares about his daughter. Like, so this much. is something you can be a bit of a drama queen about, Wayne, and I'm, I'm okay for that. Josh will be exactly this. One day. She's super cute right now, too. There's a little heater on in the room, and she's just, like, laid out in front of it. Sweet Godiva. <laughs> but really quick, before we even get into that, weirdly, Wayne's shirt is really pretty. It's, like, a really pretty color pattern. I missed a, I missed. It, it was out of character for him to wear something that wasn't very plain, but this had some really pretty, almost sunset-looking colors in it. Huh, I really liked it. I don't know why it stood out so much. <laughs> I guess... <sighs> I've never heard them called bladder stones. Is it the same thing as... I would think kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah. I guess what we... I don't want to say just call it something different. Or if it's different in dogs. I don't know if it's different because your kidneys and your bladder are different. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like they would be the same thing. Yeah. But I that's mean, I'm just sure me. it's the same 
It's the um, same concept. Yeah, as I say. Not a doctor, not a vet, but to me it's the same thing. So, <laughs> who does a better McMurray, do you think? I think Wayne does, just uh, because... What do you think, Dairy? I put Dairy. <laughs> I liked Dairy's sayings better, uh-huh. but I thought well, I thought Wayne had a little bit deeper of a tenor that made me think of McMurray's voice more. <clears throat> you know, when them come up to me and say you're fucking cute, bud, on what I said right from the start of the very beginning, I uh, I ain't one of you. That is about the best shit I've heard all day. <clears throat> Well, you know, whoever come up to me and say, uh, fuck are you, cute bud? You know, I know what I said right from the start at the very beginning. Uh, I, 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 I love my wife and, uh, you know, uh... Keep it away from me? You no. Know, not around me. Because, uh, I ain't one of you. This is fascinating. You know, Professor Tresh is... You know what, Dan? Enough! I thought Derry's actual voice sounded more like McMurray oh, when he okay. talks, but you know, to each their own. We yeah. can't agree on everything, I guess. But they were they were so funny, and I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was funny listening to them do yeah. McMurray. Like they both did a good job. Oh yeah, yeah, very spot on with his mannerisms and his attitude. Yes, like what he said and how he said it is exactly McMurray. <laughs> What'd you think of Katie snapping at Dan? I wrote, Katie's being mean to Dan. Bitch, for no reason. For no reason. Uh, well, and also, like, she asked him his opinion on something. And yeah. his opinion might come from somebody else's opinion, but it's still his contribution to the conversation that you asked him for. Why are you being so mean to him? I think it hit me even harder because he's not got to do or say much of anything for a long time. Yeah, he has been a very background for a main character he's been a very background main character for a while yeah and secondly and number a or b <laughs> he is always so nice to everyone about everything uh, why are you being a bitch for no reason for th- if there was anybody who was respectful of somebody else's opinion and allowing them to state it it's dan and yeah. so for her to cut him off like that it was rude well yeah it was uncalled for completely uncalled just, for I, and I don't know. It just it felt strange to me. Yeah, like she, you would think Katie and Dan of anybody would be respectful to each other. Yeah, um, yeah. I wrote down. It's a good thing Godiva's gonna live forever. <laughs> Josh and I will kind of have that conversation. Like he, he'll he'll be like, you know, one day, you know, we are gonna have to deal with it. I'm like, nope, she's gonna live forever. She's gonna live forever. <laughs> it's gonna be me and Godiva whenever you pass away. <laughs> I wrote, Quill is definitely gay for Nate. (laughs) He is 100% in love with him, so (laughs) I could see Gus being gay. Just, yeah, all right. Good for you. I'm glad that they didn't make Wayne have a problem with it. It seemed like he might have had a problem with it at first, but then he kind of backs away from that. He lets it marinate. And then, yeah, it's like he doesn't have a problem with it. It's just something that never had occurred to him before, I, I guess. Yeah, I get th- It's his dog, and he feels like he knows him so well. Like I he think. should know him better than Katie does. Yeah. But sometimes it just takes an outside opinion yeah. to, to make you realize Yeah, that. like being told your kid has ADHD or something. Sometimes you can't admit it to yourself. You need somebody else to point it out. <laughs> I think that's it. That's all I have for the cold open. They've not had a whole lot of dialogue for some of it. It's been montage with music and stuff is happening. But as far as actual conversation and dialogue, it does seem to be less lately. Even with the stuff that's happening in this episode, it's not a lot you can expect. 
expound on. A lot of it is little side conversations that you can only pull so much out of, really. Well, I don't think I have much for any of the skid scenes. We're not there yet, but there just wasn't anything that I felt was noteworthy. Like, okay, that happened. So, Well, I have a few things when we get to that (laughs) that I wanted to ask you about. All right. So the first actual scene, Wayne and Derry drop off Marie, Fred, and Annick at the gym. Riley and Jonesy stop them for an impromptu powwow, which Wayne and Derry somewhat reluctantly agree to. I'm glad they did. Yeah. They They almost seemed like they were actually friends for a little bit. (laughs) They ask if they're comfortable sending the women in unescorted, as Jonesy warns that the gym is a chest puffer convention. They're unconcerned as Wayne always says no reason to not trust her till she gives you one. They praise Wayne and Derry's mature approach and say they'll attend the bush party that the Hicks are hosting at the farm. Then they report that they have a bet with Ron and Dax to see who can score and tally the most takedowns sexually speaking. (laughs) Wayne speaking ironically praises their mature approach (laughs) though this is lost on the hockey players. They also report that the chess puffer home for the summer has been beaking about being the toughest guy in his college town. Since his college town is bigger than Letterkenny, the implication is that he would also be the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Wayne seems unconcerned. After all, Derry says suckers are fair game at a bush party. See, I don't think Wayne seemed unconcerned at all. He had a physical, visceral reaction to hearing that. I think he was a little irritated at first thinking Riley and Jonesy were possibly agreeing that he was but i agree i mean i think he heard that and his immediate reaction is uh, let me prove that wrong yeah he clenched his butt did you, did you notice <laughs> no i didn't notice that. <laughs> like i almost want to go and show it to you he says like, he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny, and it's showing his backside and his whole butt just toop, clenches up really tight <laughs> Because that was something that made me laugh but yeah so i would say he definitely is concerned but the gun cock is cute when they're dropping the girls off at the gym. Yeah. And she walks by and he on her arm. Yeah. It took me forever to figure out what that was. I didn't realize it until the end when she did it to him. Yeah. I was like, I get it. I, I understood that rapidly. Yeah. Cocking that gun. <laughs> if we ignored what we knew about her, their interactions would be so cute. That would be a cute interaction. If we also ignored when he says trust her until she gives her you a reason not to because mm-hmm. as soon as he said it it didn't annoy me knowledge that i have annoyed me yeah and it just put me in a foul mood but we don't know that yet so Derry's looking good in that shirt i didn't realize that's the shirt that he wears under his coveralls all the time but without yeah. the coveralls he looks pretty nice in it yeah and he's still tan here i think from summer summertime time and i'm proud of him a little bit because this is a situation where I would have thought Derry would have been a little insecure and worrisome. Especially, Obviously, Wayne's yeah. not going to be, but Derry, yeah. I would have thought. The hockey players pointing out, oh, hey, there's buff dudes in here, and you're going to drop your good look, the girl that's too good looking for you off of the gym by yourself. Yeah. Good, good on for you, Derry. I also wrote down, so they're going to work out. I feel like nobody has a job. I mean, I've already, I, yeah. we've hit, we've beat this dead horse, but. Well, I mean, if they live in Quebec, 
but they're basically staying in Ontario all the time now. Yeah. So, yeah, what do they do for work? And this might be a Saturday morning. Yeah, you don't know. It doesn't say. Which they're having a party that day, too, so maybe it is weekend time. But, yeah. But still, what's the difference between college and university? The college girls and the uni girls. To me, I would think that's the same. I think there is a difference in in the UK. I think that they, they have some sort of difference, and I'm sure it's probably similar. Or is it just like how Pellissippi is like a community college, but LMU is possibly you know, Lincoln Memorial University? So like they're both higher education. Yeah, they're just kind of different, I guess. Yeah, like a two year versus a four year. Yeah, that could be the case. It's just strange to make the... Yeah, because they just, they made a distinction talking about both of them. Not like, oh, the girls are home from college for the summer. Or the, even the girls are home from university. The, the college girls and the uni girls are yeah. home. So I was just curious if there was something, like a big difference between the two that they had to make that distinction. But I, I didn't know. Didn't know. College refers to a community college, whereas a university refers to a four-year school. So you guys were basically right. I just Googled it. In this scene specifically, and tell me if you notice or if I'm just crazy, but this scene felt borderline sepia, sepia toned. It was the tiniest bit like you put a tan filter. Maybe that's why Derry looked tan. <laughs> well, I, I think they were all tan. And maybe it was just, the, I think the building was also a tan color. And maybe it all worked together to make it all just look. Just kind of all beige Beige, yeah. <laughs> but I thought, man, this scene feels Kind of washed beige. out. <laughs> yeah. I so. didn't notice that, no. But I was focused on the butt clinch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, priorities. Yeah, gotta have them. And I just wrote down, I'm so excited because they were invited to a thing. Yes, it was nice because it's like, oh, are you guys coming? And even though they had to turn around and be dicks right after that, which, you know, the hockey player said something stupid. But still, the party we're hosting, yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. (laughs) I feel happy because I feel like they're moving closer and closer to being friends. Because even, Wayne was even a little bit, and we're not quite there yet. I'll read it in a minute. But he was kind of a little bit of a dick to JB. When he came up and started talking to him, I guess I can go ahead and read that because I think we're we're pretty much there. Wait, yeah. Tyson and Joint Boy leaving the gym also warn Wayne that some guy is beaking about being the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Chest buffer on there saying he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. How'd that work out for you, JB? One's the loneliest number, bud. Yeah, well, second place, the first loser. <laughs> it, it, I thought it was cute, yeah. yeah. And that's like the real friends, you yeah. know? Yeah. It made me feel better about the... It wasn't like a total dick thing. It was just like enough of a dick thing. Yeah. We're cool, but I'm still going to remind you that I beat the crap out of you. <laughs> thing. They exchange low bones and head out. Riley and Jonesy chirp at one of the chest puffers passing, but are interrupted by Shorzy, who goes after their mothers remorselessly. <laughs> I'm not going to read this whole thing. Josh, you can plug some of it. But this was actually some of the funniest Shorzy stuff I've ever heard. I put, what was your favorite Shorzy chirp? The butterfly kisses. The butterfly kisses. <laughs> was my favorite part, I think. The one that they have on the screen was my favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> the pH level? Yes, just because it was like, what? It threw off the pH levels of my and it killed the fish. <laughs> what the hurt <laughs> of? Who thinks that up? But it's, also it's imagine Shorzy having a fish <laughs> and caring for a thing. 
Oh my god. It just, I don't know, the visual on that. It's horrible and gross, but it was the funniest to me. It it was. Fuck you, Riley. Should have heard your mum last night. She sounded like a window closing on a Tonkinese cat's tail. Sounded like... Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Jonesy. Should have heard your mom last night. She sounded like my great aunt when I pull a surprise visit. She was like, oh! It was kind of weird, though. I guess they probably are just these kind of bro dude types. <laughs> the talking Ferda. to a random guy, not having to do with anything. And he was just walking into the gym, and they were just so mean for no reason. <laughs> I also wrote down, so Shorzy, when he was uh, obviously... It's Jared, but, yeah. and he's sitting there shirtless, but he holds that pull-up that he's doing a good minute. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, ha- I mean, that has to be so hard. I mean, but look at him, he's a beast. He's a beast with his shirt on. When you t- when he takes his shirt off, it almost is like he gets bigger somehow. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty big-looking dude. You can tell he's strong when he's Wayne and he's wearing his shirt. But when he takes his shirt off, it's like, oh, my God, look how huge he is. Like, he's just massively giant. He uses, I think, my new favorite word. I have another new favorite word for (laughs) vagina, which he he says, your mom's sneaky. Oh, I missed that one. (laughs) And I was like, that is so weird, but I thought it was really funny. I wrote down, obviously this can't happen, but I would love to see Shorzy and Wayne fight. <laughs> obviously that can't happen. Or even interact. Yeah, because, I mean, because as soon as Wayne walks off screen is when Shorzy comes on screen. And yeah. again, you know, they can't really, I mean, you know, I can't really. Hollywood magic, maybe they could. Yeah. But that would be a funny interaction, the two of them. Just because Wayne doesn't take crap from anybody, and Shorzy is just so full of himself. He's so full of crap. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wayne wouldn't take that from mm. him, but you can't fight yourself, so I don't know. I guess they could use body doubles. I don't know. It He'd would be an interesting... you have to find a massive body double. <laughs> yeah. So, I wrote down, knowing now what we know about Shorzy, and that there's somewhat truth... In his jabs. Yeah. How much truth do we think are in his tirades? See, I, and I hate that thought because before it was just like, oh, I'm just going to be talking about your moms. Yeah. But then the moms confirming that something is happening there just makes everything that he says so much more poisonous. Worse. Just like, yeah, it's tenfold worse because, you know, did a fish really have to die? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> did a fish have to die to make your point? Yes. <laughs> God, it's just terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so then we cut over to see Rald carefully adding drops of green liquid into a vial to Gay's approval. They are in the kitchen at Gay's house in the city, adding dye to GHB so it can be used as party drugs without the fear that it will be used as a date rape drug. Rald wants to try it himself, but Gay says she likes sober Rald. Rald likes sober gay, but not as much as gay likes sober Stuart, who calls from the bedroom. She walks over, revealing him on a bed, hands tied, dressed only in underwear, and she enters, closing the drapes behind her. So I have some questions about this, but what is gay a drug user? Because she describes how it feels, 
fairly detailed. Mm -hmm. Or was she a former drug user that's not using now because they say that they're all sober right now? I'm thinking that one. Because she knew that too intimately to be guessing. Yeah, in order for her to describe a drug experience to Rald, it seems like she would need to really know what she was talking about. And the only way to really know what you're talking about is to experience it. So... I was just curious, because she didn't seem like a drug user when she came to Letterkenny previously. She didn't, but I wonder if she used it very sparsely. Like somebody who uses it if she's going out to party, but not just, like, sits in a basement and just does drugs for the sake of doing drugs. That's exactly what I was thinking, is she seemed like a party drug user, not necessarily just a everyday, need a high kind of user. Okay, okay. I put down, every time I see gay now, I kind of want to put ominous background music just because Kayla, I just want to see if it would change my perspective on gay <laughs> because they're do, the things they're talking about, I support, you know, I think they're working towards a goal that I would support. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really love that they're making drugs, but they're doing it in a way to keep If people are going to do them, yes. yeah, this is a safer alternative to using. Do you feel different? I don't feel different about about her. Okay. But it is funny. Did you ever watch Brain Games? It was a TV show with Jason Silva. Mm -mm, No. They do one about how things like that can impact how you feel. Mm -hmm. And they show the same scene and it's happy music with birds chirping. And then they play it with ominous music, the exact same scene. And you get a whole different body vibe from it. Yeah. Just based on. So, I mean, if they put ominous music, I'd probably feel different about yeah. it. But as of right now, I still feel the same. Yeah. This is a very nice. I, th- I feel like it's an apartment. I feel like it's just a nice apartment. It's a whole lot better than the basement. Yes. And brighter, I, cleaner. The whole atmosphere. Very modern touches. Yeah. But it seems like t- it's a studio because there's just. A curtain. A curtain and, and a bed. Poor Rolf. Because you know they're not quiet. No, and uh, I had that thought. One, he'll be able to hear everything. But two, he's probably sitting outside the curtain wanting to hear everything. And that, it's cringy to me on both accounts. Like, for Rolf and also for Stuart and Gay. Uh, I don't know. But Rolf has a crush on Stuart. It kind of makes me think, is he sad? Or is he... Excited? Getting, yeah, excited. <laughs> Is he the opposite of that? But, okay, so Stuart calls for gay, but then when she pulls the curtain back, it looks like he's got a gag ball yes, in. Yes, they didn't think that through. No. I was like, whoever put that on did not do a good job, or <laughs> they didn't think about the continuity there. But. GHB is a depressant, but, which, of course, I've never used it. But I, that's not one that I know about. And I know it as being used as the date rape drug. So, I'm just trying to picture how you would use it not that way. Yeah. I also, this is what I didn't understand. So, they're coloring it green. Yes. But they're endorsing using it. So, are they endorsing using the green kind? But then it's like, well, but then if the drinks are green, wouldn't that be... The amount that you want? I was confused about the whole thing. The whole storyline for this 
confuses the heck out of me and it doesn't he, hold up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it doesn't quite make sense because... If you're selling it just to whoever is buying, in, in theory, and you are trying to do it... Because they're in clear vials. You can see that it's green. That it's green, yeah. Like So, if, if you're <laughs> getting it for a bad purpose, you're going to be able to see that it's green and... And not use that one. Yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> yes, that was my thought process. If a girl is using it to just have fun then she shouldn't be complaining that her drink is green because that's what she would want. If a guy buys it to use it on a girl, he'll be able to see that it's green when he's buying it and not want to use that one. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Also, if this guy is a drug dealer, wouldn't he use his own stuff instead of stuff he's apparently bought from somebody? That's green. Yes, exactly. And why would you ask... A known drug dealer. To watch your drink. To watch your drink. Yes. <laughs> so like, many plot holes. Yes, there were so much wrong with this. I was like, this part, I mean, like, I get they were trying to add this element, but it wasn't really well thought through, yeah. I don't think. On a very casual half watch, it holds up fine. Yeah. But if you're actually paying attention to what they're doing, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I- I'm glad that you felt the same way, because I was like, this is, that, no, that's not how it needs to work. Yeah. Have you heard about that nail polish some college kids yes. came up with? If you stick your nail in your drink and it turns your nail polish a color, your drink's been spiked. Yeah. That's what you need because you need to be able to yeah. tell without it changing the whole drink. I don't know. This didn't make sense. I the agree. nail polish makes sense. This didn't make sense. I agree. <laughs> I get where you're going, but yeah, it just didn't yeah. hold up. <laughs> That's why we put green dye in it. In case some financial district chotch with contentious intentions tries to slip it in some girl's drink, she'll know. Sure like to try it. I like sober wool. I like sober gay. All of them look great. Well, they all look great sober. I did put that 12 and 12.30 is way too late to be leaving. <laughs> no, I thought that them too. Well, I, not that specifically, but I remember leaving or planning to get to the club all the time at 12 because 11 was just a little bit too early people weren't quite there enough yet. yeah <laughs> that's crazy to me now because i yeah same we would leave to go down to knoxville and not leave up there until after 10 o'clock yeah to be getting down to the clubs in town after 11 not getting back up there till like six o'clock the next morning seven yeah. eight if we stopped at waffle king <laughs> i never made well i if anything i would go through mcdonald's like get your food we're getting back because yeah. i had eight o'clock classes i don't know how i did that which you still went to yes Isn't, oh man youth rolling <sighs> into class with your x's on your hands oh man <laughs> your water bottle and your sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> all right let's learn this an algebra <laughs> Did I ever tell you about, this is getting off topic, but I pulled a Thirsty Thursday in Knoxville, which we did a lot. Mm-hmm. And well, I had Thursday a, night was usually ladies' night. Yeah, that's true. Free. Yeah. <laughs> and discounted drinks. Not that I really got to drink, so I, I always drove. You know what? I didn't buy my own alcohol until I was well past. You know, when you're young and you're cute, people just buy you stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which is why you need the nail polish, ladies. But anyway. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so go ahead. But... We did the whole Thursday, Thursday night. I had an 8 o'clock Friday class, and I got some sleep and went into class, and my friend Caitlin was like, you need to go to the bathroom. I had slept on my hand, and there was an X on my face. She was like, I just... And and that was... (laughs) 
I, don't, I sat in the front row. The teacher for sure saw my face. For sure, for sure, and, I knew what you were doing the uh, night before. I was like, I'm look, I'm here. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, and the last note I have about this whole scene is, what kind of club is this that the bartenders are in full on lingerie? Did you notice that? It's well, it was probably the same. The same. They must be frequenting that same club they were at last time because yeah. that's what because it's full on ass out lingerie. Yeah, and. I have been to, in college, we went down to Florida for spring break, and it was when Club La Vila was still open. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many MTV spring breaks they filmed there? And still nobody was walking around in just laundry. Some bathing suits, because it was spring break, and yeah. that was acceptable. But not like, the, this was a whole, yeah, this is like underground sex club vibe. It was. <laughs> it was almost like someone didn't understand what clubs were, and they had to shoot a club scene. Yeah. <laughs> Like a high school boy who's never actually been to a club was given the job of, hey, I need you to get some club people for this scene that we're shooting. And these girls looked great in it. I mean, very nice butts, but that's just not reality. Yeah. Well, I guess it's, it's like high school movies. I never knew a party like that in high school. Yeah. Or even a lot of college parties weren't as big as high school parties seem to be in movies. Yeah. Or TV shows or things like that. Maybe it, if we went to... I went to a small high school and we, we went to a small college. So maybe if maybe we went somewhere like downtown, they were like this. I think to at a certain point, I would have gotten overwhelmed, though. Yeah. I liked the size of our party. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I don't feel like it's real a realistic portrayal of it. And that's what this club seemed like. This wasn't a realistic portrayal of... A club. Hi. None that I have ever been to. She's so happy to be back. <laughs> She's got sleepy ears. Oh. <laughs> okay, where are we at? So the we cut back to the gym. Annick and Marie Fred are working out on the stationary bikes. They are approached by two men, but they leave after Marie Fred says a firm no. Derry, meanwhile, finds Wayne in the barn... They have a conversation just between us girls. Each pair has a conversation about how much sex that they have been having with their respective partners. The women are pleased with the men's stamina, though the men are worried about maintaining their health. (laughs) Wayne stresses the importance of staying hydrated. This man loves keeping people hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) It's his motto. Yeah. You gotta stay hydrated. True. If your pee is not clear, I love having clear pee. Like, how <laughs> hydrated am I? Yes. It's like a you went. It's like a goal. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest competition is me. But for being in as good a shape as they are, they're doing almost nothing at the gym. Yeah. I am an overweight mom of three and I still go harder than that on the stationary (laughs) bike at the gym like come on ladies what are you doing nothing I wrote down these GTL guys are coming after them these GTL guys they were this is an announcement for me just so you all know (laughs) announcement to all men out there don't don't pick up girls at the gym don't try nobody wants to go to the gym to be hit on and if they do want to be hit on... I promise you, you will know. Yeah, you'll know, and it's not as often as you apparently think. Just don't do it. I was a little 
confused because even in pretend world, you'd think they'd have some sort of headphone situation. <laughs> yeah. Allison and I used to go to the gym together more than we have been lately, but when we would, we would both wear headphones. We didn't have conversation because mm-hmm. the gym's loud. People are running on machines. People are grunting and lifting machines. And most people want to be left alone. Yeah. The I universal already... sign of leave me alone is I've got my headphones in. I'm avoiding eye contact with you. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do that for somebody to not come up and hit on you. But yeah. alas. And just because they're dressed cute doesn't mean they want to be hit on. Some girls and, just like dressing cute to go to the gym. Yeah, I was like, even Marie Fred, like, she's just wearing, like, leggings and a t-shirt. Yeah. She wasn't even wearing, like, a sports bra or something. Not that, I mean, you should be able to go to the gym and wear a sports bra on shorts and still not be hit on, but. Yeah. Yeah. She. I am just, <laughs> I don't know. I, you, I'm just like, you. that's my announcement for everyone <laughs> listening let her come to you guys. Mm-hmm. Let her come to you. She won't because that's not what we go to the gym for. But just give her the opportunity. And if she doesn't, leave her alone. Obviously, it drives <laughs> me crazy. It's a pet peeve of mine. Especially, oh my gosh, if I have headphones in, visible headphones in, and you still come up. Then they have to touch you or they have to stand in close enough proximity or to make it uncomfortable. For me to take my headphones out? Obviously, I don't want to take my headphones out. I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Mark the day and time. I did write down, though, in the background of this, there's a little poster that says they're an official distributor of Shred the Red. Oh. <laughs> they need a bigger big gym bathroom. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Wayne moving his bales. That's <laughs> all he does on his farm. <laughs> <laughs> Just stays hydrated and moves bales. Yes. Of hay and barley. Hay and barley. I love their cute just famous girls. I like their conversations. They feel vulnerable to me, and I like that. I I like seeing that side. Have you ever had so much sex you thought you were dehydrated? (laughs) You don't have to answer that question if you don't want to. (laughs) Uh, Your immediate panic and walk back. No. I don't have anything else for that little tiny bit. Until we're into the conversation a little yeah, bit more. Just not quite there yet. Oh, I did write down, don't be crop dusting at the gym. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. How are you going to do that and then go try to hit on somebody? Oh my gosh, that's so gross. <laughs> Absolutely I like how quickly for, I mean, you're not supposed to dislike either of these girls at this point. I did appreciate how quickly they shot down the guys. Like, it wasn't something they even entertained. Yeah. It was just... They didn't no, even look yeah, up. Yeah, they didn't even look at them. It was just... So... And that's that's what's wild to me, is, especially with what we found out later, but <laughs> they didn't even see what they looked like. They mm-hmm. didn't know if these guys were cute or not. Which I didn't really look at them too much, but they both seemed to be, like, in shape, decent enough looking guys, but good on you girls for just shooting it down. I did write down... Anik seems to be impressed with Derry. And his skills. And his, his skills and his stamina, which I... <laughs> the, sometimes I don't even want to. It's that just was a test. test. Just a test to see if he can. And he can every time, which is impressive because of all of the experience that I have had, back to back to back to backs. Back to back to back <laughs> boats. Even if the girl is able and willing... 
guys need a certain amount of recovery time, just in my experience. <laughs> so for Derry to be always ready, he might be dehydrated. <laughs> he might get heat stroke. Yeah, he's throwing so much hip in this weather. He's going to get some heat stroke. That's, <laughs> I just, I thought it was cute. Look, if you're peeing clear, you're not hydrated. You just got to approach this thing like a marathon runner. Throwing so much hip in this sort of weather is a great way to get heat stroke. You ever had heat stroke? No. You don't want it. I almost irritate myself when I think things are cute in these situations. I know it's one of those things where we're just cursed with foreknowledge of what's happening. The but curse of knowledge. Yes. They're in way more gossipy than the other two, though. They were. And I love that, uh, she's, do you think guys talk about this? And she's like, ah, probably just, like, whether or not they did, but, mm -hmm. but not details. But then they're talking about really... <laughs> specific things yes but also really practical things i'm surprised they didn't like make sure you're stretching beforehand or something <laughs> yeah that's true they cut out a whole part here where shorty's at the end of this scene and they didn't even say anything about it i didn't write anything about it either am i crazy am i having a stroke, <laughs> having a stroke? <laughs> do you need to pass a bladder stone megan at the end of what, this scene what do you have there's a chick in the background on this vibrator plate and Shorzy's next to them rowing and he says something about he's he's saying something silly and then he goes hey nice butt let's get some bubble tea I have no memory of that. Oh Am my I gosh. having a stroke? <laughs> I don't know. Are we both having simultaneous strokes? So I guess me and Gus are being put down because I swear this. I've got it in my notes. Which it very well could have because granted, I would try to watch episode and take notes and now it's, just, it's very hard to focus all the way on it. And yeah. so sometimes I can't look at the screen the whole time, which is why I try to watch the episode through try to watch it through without taking any notes and then I watch it back again and try to take my notes but I still miss things so it could have very well happened and I just completely blanked on it we'll double check when we get to the end of this episode <laughs> but the only thing I wrote down is that girl did have a nice butt <laughs> and I was gonna ask you if you liked bubble tea I don't, but Scarlet does. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never tried it, but I would imagine that I wouldn't like it. We go to those nutrition drink places sometimes, mm -hmm. and she'll get boba added to hers. And I've tried hers. I don't get the hype. I don't like sucking a bub. Like <laughs> don't a, like a sucking a bubble <laughs> up through the straw. <laughs> and they don't. I don't know. It's, it's it's just something that I don't get the thrill of it. It's a whole big thing that people love. I know. And not she me. gets it every time we go. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, not I for me. I love all their other stuff that they have. I like their shakes and their teas. And I've stuff. never had any of their shakes, but I want to get oh, one. Yes. I like their drinks so far. They're not cheap. I mean, I got on a kick there for a little bit. I had to calm down because they're <laughs> so expensive. But in the morning, because I'm not a big breakfast person, I would get in the habit of getting one because there's one on my way to work. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had one there. Yep, they've so, got one. And inconveniently right on my way. Right, right on your way. Yeah, there's one that we go to. Fortunately, though, it's super irritating to get to get in and out of. Uh -huh. So that helps. <laughs> and we haven't been in a long time because the baby and everything. We haven't been since we stopped going when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. But she, Scarlett got on a kick for a while yeah. too where anytime we had a kind of spare afternoon like hey let's go get a drink 
And I will say, like I was little... always peppier afterwards. Yeah, it's but... like a little treat. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're at the club. Two girls come back to the bar to find their drinks are green. Someone has adulterated them with the Skids GHB. They asked the drug dealer to watch them, but clearly he did not. They tell him to stop selling his undyed GHB because it's not safe, though he points out. It's not supposed to be safe. It's drugs. True enough. Yeah, it is drugs. I'm thinking now, reading this and just thinking through, maybe he didn't spike it, but he didn't watch it, and they got spiked. Yeah, but with the green stuff. Yeah. And so I don't, which is supposed to be the skid stuff, which is supposed to be favorable. Yes, but I'm wondering if he had, he obviously, he had no knowledge of the green stuff. He didn't pay attention to their drinks at all. Mm -hmm. And then when he turned around and they were green, he didn't know why, but he didn't care. Yeah. Which, why are you going to watch a, ask a drug dealer to watch your drinks? Yeah. Because they obviously knew, I mean, they said. You don't leave your drink. You period. Never, yeah. yeah. Drink your drink and then go to the bathroom. Or. There was four of them. Yeah. Two could have gone, and then the other two could have gone. Or carry them with you, and then right, rotate yeah. a person in and out of there the bathroom. There are so many ways to not leave a drink unattended. Never leave a drink unattended. Agreed. Sad world that we live in, but it's true. Just I, I don't think I ever left a drink of mine anywhere. Yeah. Especially in the sex club that they're in. Yes, especially here in this S&M underground <laughs> club full of drug dealers, apparently, and... <laughs> That's true. There's a drug dealer on every seat. Yeah. Okay, so they tell him that no one will buy from him anyway, and everyone will only buy the green stuff. He's alarmed to hear that he has competition from vigilantes. Yeah, they're all pissed off that their drinks are green, but don't they want their drinks to be green? They want to take drugs, but only maybe, I guess, a certain amount of drugs. Maybe, I don't know. How green should your drink be? Okay, my drink is green. But it's pale green versus bright green. Don't drink the bright green drink. What <laughs> happens if you get an apple teeny? Well, I don't know. That's true. So I think the thing here is you don't have to put the GHB in your drink to take the GHB. You can dose it out of the vial they come in or whatever. They turn it green so that people can't just sneak it into somebody's drink. It's not like a mixer drug. It's just like a drug you can take by itself but when it gets mixed with somebody's drink that's when you can't control the dosage and that's when nefarious activities take place unfortunately i think that's what they're trying to prevent here anyway just my thoughts i will give you the one on the apple teeny though that's that's a pretty good question and then i mean what if you get any color drink and then it's just a different color yeah with the green in it i, I guess that you would know that it starts out a certain color anything that has melon ball in it is gonna be green anyway hmm. or Questions like midori yeah hmm. i mean because colorful drinks pink red blue green it's just part of gone purple i think i feel like that's an even that what was the purple drink that we would make there was one that was called not is there something called a purple people eater there's a purple people eater. I don't know how to make that one, but we did one. I keep wanting to say Skittles, and that wasn't it. It was no, it was some other kind of candy. Not Jolly Ranchers. I think Jolly Ranchers are green too. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm anyway, sour it, apple it, stuff. It was it was a purple 
Not warheads. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. I'll think of it as I'm driving home and it's going to piss me off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's problems with it. Yeah, this was not a well thought out business plan. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I have no notes on this part at all. Oh, really? But, yeah. I have a little chunk of notes. I just put down, I like Clean Stewart's outfit and whole yeah. look. I love his hair short like that. I do too. And I like long hair, but his was like long and stringy and greasy Mm -hmm. and it hit his beautiful cheekbones. He has, he has a very nice bone structure. He just has very nice bone structure. And it's hidden with that gross hair that he has to wear. And so the short haircut really does him justice. This is just the part, this is why my nails are so long is where I wrote down. I'm so confused. The storyline doesn't make sense. It (laughs) doesn't. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing is just. So the skids are dealing in the city. Are they just doing this safe GHB, I wonder? Because I don't see any meth situation. Yeah, and they're all clean. And I feel like if they were making or selling something that they would use, Mm -hmm. they'd be using it. So, although they talk very happily about the GHB that they're selling, but also seem fairly strict about not using it. Yeah. And then I put, hell yeah, for female safety. Yes. I appreciate what they're trying to do yes it just wasn't thought out enough agreed yeah it's like it needed to go in clear and if the if drink was spiked, alcohol change, it, yeah, yeah change color if if something else was added to it or so or if they sold something that would detect it in the drink but not selling it already colored yes yes and especially already colored in clear vials <laughs> yeah where it's very obvious that yeah, you can it, see that it's green. This just doesn't make any sense. Questions, Letter Kenny. Yeah, you need to be better drug dealers, Letter Kenny. Yes, <laughs> learn from us. <laughs> and when a girl asks you to watch a drink, watch a fucking drink. Fucking, fucking idiot. Okay. The Hicks, Joint Boy, and Tyson are at the kitchen table when Wayne gets a call from the chest puffer who will be coming to the bush party. Katie, Annick, and Marie Fred enter and all head outside. As they walk into the gathering, various challengers approach, but Wayne lets Tyson and JB clear them out. That's a weird way that they kind of cut that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, the way that the the wiki page is laid out today is strange. It was strange last time, too. Yes. Do you remember? It just didn't... Didn't flow. Yeah. This is the same way this week. What did you think of the kitchen scene? I like, it was like a throwback to the toughest guy episode mm-hmm. with the phone calls. And, yeah. Well, he says, I always laugh because, you know, he's keep it off the property. Don't come up on the property. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it'll be on the property. And I thought that was funny. And then I liked that she cocks the guns. <laughs> I don't like her outfit for a bush party. I did notice, though... She's wearing a red plaid shirt instead of a blue plaid shirt. Yeah. And I wondered if that was some sort of little subliminal thing. She stepped away from her family or her alliances yeah. in Quebec. Because she, yeah, not blue shirt. And yeah, she's, because she's, it's almost the exact same shirt, only red, not blue. I liked Katie's outfit, minus I don't like her in yellow. I found a color. That's I don't finally like a color. <laughs> yeah. Her makeup and hair look great. And I love the outfit elements, but I don't like the yellow. Hmm. I don't know why. And then... There had to be one color that yeah. didn't work. <laughs> and then Annick's just in a plain 
tank top and low rider jeans, which the low riders mm -mm. don't. <laughs> I mean, you have to have that body to be able to wear them, but still just and they don't. Still don't. Yeah. I was super happy when mom jeans came back into style <laughs> and then low riders are coming back again. And I'm just like, Oh no, let's go back to just wearing leggings all the time, which I never <laughs> stopped. So I guess I can't complain too much cause I'm going to wear what I'm going to wear at this point in my life. I just wouldn't have worn what Marie Fred wore for various reasons. I think it'll be chilly. So she did have that, that shirt on over her dress, but it just, I wouldn't have worn that dress in the first place. She's got on a floral blue and pink dress with a red and black shirt. I didn't even it. notice her dress, but yeah, just hearing you describe that sounds awful. It's just not good. Yeah. It looks like she was just going to wear the dress, but maybe got cold and is wearing one of Wayne's shirts, which I get, and that's kind of cute. But I wouldn't wear a dress to this anyway because it's out in the hayfield. You're at a bush party. Which is basically a bonfire. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's... It looked fun, though. I'd <laughs> go to this party. My... So as they're going through the crowd and Joint Boy and Tyson are kind of blocking off people that were trying to maybe would have mm -hmm. taken some sucker shots. My only thought was <laughs> he throws the guy into the table and maybe it's just because I'm trying to plan Christmas dinner for people. I'm like, somebody set that table up. Somebody took the time to set the table up and arrange the stuff on the table. And you're just knocking it over without a care. And it pissed me off. I got irritated because you've wasted all those drinks now. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I'm glad it bothered you, too. That's all I have for that little bit. I thought Joint Boy looked like he was about to fall over when he punched that one guy in the background. Because he, he really like went into it pretty pretty hard. And I liked the slow-mo walk into the party. But there's lots of random people there mm -hmm. when they start out with that scene. Yeah, I tried to kind of look to see if you saw some familiar faces. But there wasn't a whole lot. Mm -mm. And I'm assuming that's because it's people home from college. Yeah. But at sense. the same time... It makes me think, and I don't know, because after I got divorced, I started kind of going back to college parties again, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't in college anymore, but I wasn't too far removed from it. I still had friends that were in college, but at a certain point, like how old are they now? Yeah. I wouldn't be having college kids to a party at my house. Now. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That is, unless they're in grad school or... Yeah, I getting... guess it really depends on the age, and I... To keep but... it vague. Yeah, but it seems like at this point, Wayne should be getting kind of close to 30. At and when you're kind of close least. to 30, don't hang out with college kids anymore. <laughs> I put, when, when they're all walking in, it's a weird it's a weird song choice. It's not mambo music, but it's, I don't know. It, it's vacation music, almost. <laughs> But but the slow mo, I said when your crew walks into the club, because <laughs> they do all look pretty badass. They look good. Not my choice of music, but I mean, yeah, to each their own, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Whatever um, hypes you up. And I put down. Hopefully, they're not actually listening to this at the party, because uh, that would be terrible. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good party. I don't know. Maybe it would be a good party song. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> They did talk about sucker punches, but it just feels kind of odd that somebody that is there per invite by Wayne or Katie to just decide they want to try to give a punch. Like, yeah. to throw a punch. Who, I mean, I guess... Has this ever happened at a party with you? 
not well <laughs> one time at Nate's house it wasn't even a big party it was I would classify it as a gathering there mm-hmm. was maybe only 10 people overall there do you remember his friend Dustin mm-hmm. okay it was his cousin and he was super drunk and he was from out of town super super drunk and he was the only one that was super super drunk everybody else was drinking having a good time mm-hmm. and you know playing drinking games and stuff yeah but he was belligerent and he was dead set that he missed his girlfriend back up in Ohio or Michigan or wherever he was from and he was going to drive to Knoxville to get on a bus to drive back up and go see her yeah and it was like dude you can't and he and it was a fairly calm conversation for a while and he headbutted Nate out of nowhere made his nose bleed so it wasn't a sucker punch it was a sucker headbutt Jesus but that's the only time that's ever happened. And then Nate, and then they, and then they fought. <laughs> it was very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the OC, yeah. bitch. <laughs> that's oh. how they do in Campbell County, I guess. So, but other than that, no. It seems like that's not how you behave. Even if yeah. you're drunk and drinking at a party, that's not how you behave. Maybe that's just how they do in Canada. I guess. <laughs> just seems like there are civilized rules. <laughs> But especially around an open flame. <laughs> I Yes, that that's a whole other thing, too. <laughs> I counted at least three kegs, and they had one big grill out there. So yeah, get like some a, protein in you. It looks like a good time. Stay hydrated. Yeah, get some say, protein. Yeah, mix in a water. But because, I don't know, I guess it's the grill that reminded me. I, I put down, I wonder if Tannis is still kind of hanging out. And if Marie Fred has a problem. I can't remember it. As of right now, where we're at, if those two interact, I can't remember off the top I can't of my either. head. But that's what I'm about to see. But I feel like see. it wouldn't go well. No. So. And I feel like Wayne would just let it happen. Yeah. He wouldn't try to intervene. He would just kind of like take a step back and see where it went. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what he could do or say. Yeah, there's nothing he could do. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching their station, they look over to the edge of the party, and two Mennonite boys and two Mennonite girls. Charity and Chastity Dick, I guess we find that out later, but they're all traditionally dressed. The Mennonites head into the woods and then emerge in ordinary street clothes. The boys are immediately (laughs) set upon by Ron and Dax, and the girls are approached by Riley and Jonesy. Anik asks what's going on, and Katie replies, takedowns by the looks of it. So, did you hear anything about that little scene? Now, the necklaces that the guys put on made me chuckle. Oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> well, and then Ron starts, I said, Ronnie's doing the most because he kind of touches it, like, oh, yeah, and gets like, up oh, in hey. his face. These girls aren't super cute. And I was like, why are our boys going after them? Strictly for the numbers. That's what I, I remembered after the fact. I'm like, oh, they're trying to rack up numbers. Did you ever watch the movie Kids? It's kind of a hard movie to watch. It's about a bunch of kids in New York, Mm-mm, but no. one of the plot lines is a girl that was a virgin, has sex for the first time, uh-huh. and catches what in the movie she gets AIDS or HIV oh, or gosh. something. But that's what I kept thinking about during this. These two Mennonite girls that have never had sex, most likely, they're on the rump springer. They're just the first time, for, and they're gonna. Have, and I love our boys, but they're gonna give them crabs or something. Uh, Their yeah. first sexual experience, and they're gonna catch something. <laughs> Poor babies, don't do it. <laughs> and the boys, the boys too. They're all gonna get something. Oh, it's just gonna be bad. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. 
here I got distracted for a second. I think I had it paused on the KD conversation, mm-hmm. and Tyson's arm kept being in the shot. I missed and, that. And he's got this portrait of a lady on his arm, and I was just like, who is that? I want to know. I w- I'm just very curious. I wonder who <laughs> is on Tyson's arm. It's like a full hmm. portrait on his shoulder arm. Interesting. Area. Portraits are tricky in tattoos. Yeah, it looks very well done, uh, but of course... I mean, Hopefully. I, don't have any. I was, was going to say, because that's something that could be messed up super easy. Yeah. So good. I'm glad that it was well done. Yeah. I didn't get a close up or anything, but it looks well done. We'll have to, we'll have to investigate. We'll have to. We've got, well, because I've got to show you the butt clinch and we've got to go back and look at something else to see if there's a bubble tea scene. Yes. <laughs> so. I can't believe you would have missed a Shorzy scene. So it might, it might all be in my head. Maybe again. <laughs> you just dreamed it. Just me and Gus. The ear fever dream from the bladder stones. <laughs> <laughs> but. You just, I got. Have you ever watched Ink Masters? No, which is weird because I like tattoos mm-hmm. and I have tattoos, but I've never really got into that. It, the reality show aspect of it annoys me. So yes. I literally skip through all the extra crap that I don't <laughs> like. But I love just seeing them and seeing. Okay, what makes a good one? What makes a bad one? <laughs> they do good. I hope they did good because this person looks like they're upset. You know. <laughs> But we got into it because it's on Netflix. Two seasons are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think only they only own two seasons worth. But it's very interesting, and we, Josh and I, binged all of them <laughs> to the point where that they only stopped. They only stopped filming because of COVID, and then decided not to come back. So there's oh. 13 seasons. I was to say that's been out for a while. Yeah, and it's I highly recommend it. It's something easy to watch. In the background, where if you're not paying attention, you know you what's don't going really on. Miss too much. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? I don't. I don't really. My <laughs> eyebrows are tattooed. Oh. I, so I, I technically have a face tattoo. I was gonna ask how you don't really have a tattoo, but that makes sense. Let me see your eyebrows now. They're and they're yeah. not. I haven't got them touched up. I need to. Just how did that feel? Did it, I mean? I guess you don't have I anything mean, to compare like a son it of to. A bitch. Okay. I was going to uh, ask, does it feel like a regular tattoo? But I guess if you don't have a different I tattoo. I don't have a reference point. So, yeah. So. But it seems like that would, that's a pretty tough spot, I would think, yeah. to get tattooed. And Josh is, and him and all of his brothers are all tattooed and stuff. And I was like, but I'm the most hardcore of all of you because I have a face have tattoo. A face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that is hardcore. I mean, they all have sleeves and stuff. And I'm like, I'd I have two have little divots sleeve. on my face. <laughs> Still, face. That's... Yes. It wasn't pleasant most guys can't even stand to have an eyebrow plucked so can you imagine how they'd be trying to get their eyebrows tattooed yeah it would be a problem and it's it and it you, was um, you it had, was you, um you, you could you do tattooing not the microblading thing mm. so because i know that's a big thing right now which it looks painful too it's almost like slicing your eye i don't know microblading but, that seems like what it would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the difference between Mennonite and Amish. I didn't either. So, learning some new things. Yeah. And, and I, I thought Rumpspringer was an Amish thing. I did too. I couldn't necessarily find specifics on it. It varies by community, apparently. Mm. And I got nervous because I thought, oh, shoot. <laughs> Doesn't this happen when they're younger, like 16? to 18 and so it can start as early as 16 but oh, it can also go as, er, as late as 21 so i hope this was more on the 21 edge because that would be 
terrible. I know. I was like, man, <laughs> you all need to card or something. Because I, I was worried. These girls don't look super old. They don't. So... I know you need to get your, your takedown numbers, guys, but come on. Yeah, n- not worth that. I loved the explanation of what's in the Midnight world and Daniel. Whole lot of children. Great pride in community. Generations and generations of inbreedings. It'd have to be. If it's such a small community, mm-hmm. it's got to all just be kind of overlapped in there. True. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up how many Mennonites were in Ontario and there's like 60,000. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a lot, but I, I think in the context of Ontario, I don't know how big population-wise Ontario is. Mm. It feels small for what I think Ontario's population is. So there's probably still not a lot to choose from. Yeah. Well, and even 60,000 is probably not, they don't all 60,000 stay in the same community. It's yeah. probably broken up into several smaller ones yeah. i would i would think i would think so too i could be wrong but that's what i would think katie goes into this explanation she tells the differences between the amish and the mennonites who wayne calls mennonappers dairy calls mennonite riders and dairy seemingly calls schmellies which i don't get that i don't either the four teens are on the Rumspringa, a period from which they're allowed to go into the English world and explore without consequences. The idea is to help them decide where they want to live, either in the modern world or return to their families and live as Mennonites permanently. A life that offers a whole lot of chorin, great pride and community, and generations and generations of inbreeding. <laughs> Annick asks how many stay in the English world, to which Katie answers somewhat cryptically, few, but some do. They watch the Mennonite teens leave with their new companions. I call them teens. I just had an explosion, epiphany. Big old explosion. Some, like, confetti comes down. Tell me. The cryptically thing here, are they implying that Katie and Wayne came from... Uh, a Mennonite I, community? As soon as you started that, I that makes a lot of sense. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> we, well, we've talked about how we feel like they were raised very sheltered yes. and they didn't celebrate birthdays and very like strict upbringing. That could be a fan theory that I am on board with. Thoughts. And also, it would explain why their parents aren't there. Yes. If they did that and left, but how would they get the farmhouse But we see little Kenny, and they're not... They're not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm, interesting. What if they're... mm, Okay, new theory. Their Uncle Eddie left the community. He has that farmhouse. He owns it. Their parents brought them up for a little bit. They died at some point. The kids went to Uncle Eddie... And they just stayed in the English world. I don't know. I'm well, just very... Uncle Eddie, they make mention that he lived in Letterkenny for a while, but he also moved away before he died. Mm-hmm. So he could have moved away, and that's why they live in the farmhouse there, because they still stayed. Maybe, I mean, their parents could technically be alive just in the Mennonite community. True. Oh, yeah. So they went on Rumpspringa, decided to not go back to the Mennonites, and stayed with Uncle Eddie at the farmhouse. This is something we might have to flesh out a bit. I know. I want to think this through. The only thing that's throwing me on things that I'm thinking about is the little Kenny. 
where they have a childhood not in a Mennonite community. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Well. What do you think? <laughs> maybe their parents went on Rumpspringer and decided to stay out in the English world. Had them, then died. So, but they, you know how like sometimes people, if they're raised in church and then they grow up and they don't necessarily go to church, but they still hold some of those. Those values. Uh, yeah. Maybe they weren't raised in a Mennonite community, but they were raised by parents who were raised in a Mennonite community. Yeah, that could make sense. And they've passed away. But I did, literally, just reading that there <laughs> is the first time I well, really you, considered You do get it. the feeling that she's talking about somebody that she knows, and mm-hmm. it could be her and Wayne. Because she said it weird, and mm-hmm. I, I clocked that she was saying it weird, but I thought she was saying it weird because... She had some sort of feeling about the girls and guys going off with the Riley. ones that were there that night. Yes. And so this makes more sense to me. Because that's kind of the thought that I had when she said it, because she does say it weird, was I hope these girls don't stay for them. Cause yes. They, not that they wouldn't be worth staying for, but at this point in their lives, so they're not worth staying they're, they're, for. I mean, we're not saying that they're not, but right now they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not at a place to make it worth your while to stay for them. But that's an interesting thought. Yes. So I just had my mind all blown. <laughs> I blew my own mind. <laughs> Lighter note, my next bit on here is forced sex. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> because if no other reason, ticks. That is Nate and I actually are in nature my... a lot, so so no comment. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm not an outdoorsy person we either. Like being one with nature, you have to find. Ver- I mean, I don't know. That I like I would being one with air conditioning. Sneak off into a cornfield. I don't think I could do it in a cornfield. If I'm being honest, only because they creep me out. I've seen too many scary movies, and if you have sex in a scary movie, somebody's going to come out of the cornfield and kill you. You're so. asking for it. At that yeah, point. <laughs> at that point, I mean, you might as well assume you're about to die. So, not in a cornfield, but we've we've done it out in the forest quite a few times <laughs> i don't know why i noticed it at this point but i wrote down i love a dark skinny jean because katie and Annick both have on dark skinny jeans i just I love noticed that but some like nice skinny jeggings that are comfy and stretchy yeah but also dark stretchy jeggings. and you're like am i wearing pants am i wearing jeggings you don't know <laughs> and i'll never tell i'll never tell <laughs> that i'm on my last page okay so we're back at the skids, Stuart and Gay scold Rob for being indiscreet about their green GHB. They are found, however, by the club girls who thank them for their vigilante work. The dealer observes them making a transaction. So that whole scene didn't make any sense to me either because they're getting onto rolled. And then I don't get how it's vigilante work because they're not exposing anyone else they're just selling drugs that are colored yeah so it doesn't seem vigilante to me it just seems like hey you'll know that this drug is in your drink because we colored it for you yeah and then right after getting onto rolled for not being secretive enough about it gay like just straight up hands her a tube out in the open this was so casual scene didn't make any sense to me i didn't make any notes but that's just my rant about it (laughs) 
this was way too casual of a drug deal. Yeah. I don't go to a lot of drug deals, but I don't think that they work this way. <laughs> they don't. I'm not an expert, but they did it wrong. But I also wrote down, is Raul doing all the work here? Because he looked like he was making it. And he seems to be the one selling it. I could see that when it comes to who's getting credit. They probably all get credit. Mm -hmm. But Roald does the legwork. I could see that being how the situation is set up. I feel like Roald is actually really smart. And I love most of his opinions and just the way that he is. (laughs) I feel like he's probably really smart. And I wrote down, I think he's doing most of the work. And the other two are just kind of getting some of the the glory. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also a terrible sneaker. <laughs> he cannot be discreet at all. Yeah. No, that's not him. Um, but then Gay was got like not discreet at all. Yeah. Well, okay. And then I, she looked like she didn't even get paid for it. If you're going to make and sell drugs, you need to at least get paid for it. Well, maybe, I don't know, I'd have to watch it back. But maybe she got it and I just didn't notice that she maybe. like put it somewhere. The, the reason I think she was so indiscreet there at the end... I think that one chick was looking at Stuart, and I put down as gay being a little territorial here. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Because it almost looked like that chick was kind of giving Stuart the eye. Yeah. Gay's character does seem to be changing up just a bit, but how she was introduced, she doesn't seem like the type that would be jealous. I know. But they've really written a lot of the characters out of their character here lately, so I'm not sure. I don't know at this point. I said, the dude down at the bar is just mad because he can't be the literal worst anymore. (laughs) They're pretty self-explanatory, even though the explanation is confusing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but there's not a whole lot to try to have to explore. I don't know. All the skin scenes were super short anyway. And just one, they didn't make any sense, but they also weren't anything that was mysterious that you have to like, ooh, I wonder why they did this or why they did it's You don't make sense and I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm wondering if, random side thought, if Gay's house is her own or apartment or it, is her own or she's still living with her mom. I had that thought when they said that they were at Gay's house. Her mom sent her to the country and then her mom went and got her to bring her back to the city. And she acted like her parents, at least her mom, played a very big role in how she was having to live her life yes doesn't seem like she would be independent to where she had her own place but now they're selling drugs so out of the kitchen (laughs) so maybe they're making good money making good have your own apartment money and it was a studio it was a studio from what i could tell because of the curtain or they're just being very weird putting that bed in the corner for no reason yeah that hmm, i don't know it's all just very confusing to me. The chest puffer appears at the bush party and calls out Wayne. Katie asks, who the f*** are you? And chest puffer says, I'm the toughest guy in Letterkenny. So game on. Wayne goes through his pre-fight routine and they scrap. While Joint Boy and Tyson prevent chest puffer's friends from joining in. After exchanging blows, causing Wayne to rip his shirt... Wayne knocks Chest Puffer onto the ground, and he offers him a hand up and welcomes him back to the party. I did make note of that. So Wayne rips his shirt again, but then he helps him up at the end, mm-hmm. and he's kind of back to good guy Wayne that yeah. he was in season one. This is the hottest I've ever seen Wayne when he goes in to, not, not when he's fighting, but right before he starts fighting, and he's, and he's doing his little 
pop his buttons. Uh huh. He just looks like he's about to lay this guy out, and I don't know why. I think it's his jaws set, and he just looks like he means business. He's in his element. That's yeah, what it is. He was in his element. I also noticed he was not as squinty in this episode. His eyes are open a lot more, and that that helps his appearance. Yeah. But the guy had a few hits on him, which I guess, you know, Wayne can't just dominate the whole fight. There does need to be a little back and forth. I appreciate that real world perspective. Yeah. Even with all the pulled punches, at least it was a little bit more real. I looked this guy up because I thought, oh, he kind of looks familiar. He's actually a stuntman named Justin Howell. And he's done a lot of stuff. So he was in Avengers Endgame, Shazam, and the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. Hmm. So he's a big time stunt dude. Wow. Did you happen to look up the song that was playing? No, but I really liked it. It was very fitting. I was wondering if you would. I didn't look it up. Oh, we can probably... It might be right here. Yes. Everybody's Down by No Age. The, The song was not familiar, but the singer had some... Tom DeLong qualities. Oh, yeah. The Blink-182 Angels and Airwaves singer. They always do a really good job of boosting the performance of the fight with the music. They usually do pick pretty good fight songs. What do you think overall of this scene? It was a fight scene. I thought it had some good throwbacks to previous fight scenes, which is kind of... You know, you watch Letterkenny, mm-hmm. you, you're you hoping for a good fake fight scene. Yes. Like, it's kind of a it's draw of the show. Bread and butter. Yes, exactly. And I, so I liked that. It was some good old-fashioned Letterkenny, pulled punch, shirt rip, tuck your shirt back in fight scene. And yes. I, so I liked that. This blonde dude looked goofy, too. When he rolled up, I just thought, oh, he's... Yeah. He's going down immediately. Nothing in me rooted for him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Wayne's not an ass. Like you said, after he wins, he is very respectful. And hey, you're obviously not the toughest guy in Letterkenny, but you can hang out. We yeah. can be buds. Now you know that. Stop telling people that you're the toughest guy in Letterkenny. <laughs> and I'll help you up and we'll all be okay. I we wrote, can be cool. Come on, Puffy. Let's have a beer. Because <laughs> that's just, I don't know. Come on, Puffy. And I, the last note for the whole thing is I honestly thought a bigger fight would break out because it felt like it was brewing, but I I don't know. It seemed like it should have because if Wayne just walking into the party, people were trying to throw punches at him, it seems like more people would have been ready to jump in and fight. Which I guess Tyson and Joint Boy knocked a couple of people out, but it wasn't that big brawl kind of yeah. scene. Almost nonchalantly. Yeah. Like it was no big deal at all. Yeah, which probably wasn't to them. <laughs> so what did you give this episode overall? Overall, I'd give this one like a soft six. That is wild. Because I gave it, and I don't know, maybe, again, it's just in comparison to episode one because I was super, super disappointed, but I gave it an eight. Wow. I know. Wow. That's yeah. a big jump. So I don't know. It's just feeling generous around ma- this holiday maybe time. Maybe my, <laughs> my iced coffee kicked in real good before we had all this done. So anything else about the overall episode? No. It's not my favorite skid storyline, which I guess now that I'm saying that, I don't think a lot of the skid storylines I like. I'm more like lines or interactions they may have either within their stories or with the Hicks or somebody else. I think that's coming up, if I remember correctly. Yeah. There's more of a interweaving of stories mm-hmm. coming up. So, And that's usually when I prefer 
them. Some of the things that they did or said were funny in this episode, but the storyline as a whole for them is not something that's a draw for me right now. You wouldn't want to follow them the whole time. Yeah, but overall, it was, yeah, it was good. It was funny. Okay, so I have some what's the scoop. Well, here's the scoop and I'm going to tell you. As I say, do you need me to tell you? No, I I remembered and I wrote it down. Okay. Um, So, man, I wrote it down and yet I have forgotten already. I know... (laughs) Well, we both know because you were watching the video the other day. But yeah. our yes. our boy Andrew literally at the exact same time <laughs> that I was watching the video in my news feed, you sent it to me in my messages. <laughs> I was like, that is so funny. <laughs> so Andrew Her is going to do some sort of racing thing. I'm gonna pull it up so I know exactly exactly what it is he says attention all race fans i truly truly cannot wait to be a part of canadian fest for the celeb race in vancouver on canada day weekend so he's going to be in some big race i'm sure the canadians probably know a little bit more that probably means more to you all than it does to us but i just hope he doesn't hurt his beautiful face yeah you need to be careful andrew We want you to have fun, but be careful. It's great. I'm sure it's some sort of charity thing, but you need to be careful. He seems to be really excited, so I'm happy for him. All right. (laughs) All right. We'll give you, we'll give you that. And then, oh gosh, I can never remember his name. The guy who plays Ronnie has, he's a musician and he has an EP coming out soon. I guess we can look right here. I think they probably have it. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Characters. Ron. There you are, Ron. James Daly. James Daly has an EP coming out. He had a single come out called Santa Fly Me Home. That's recent. Well, that was recently. And then his 2021 EP is just called James Daly EP. And his hair is wild and long and beautiful in this (laughs) picture. But he's got a few songs on there. I haven't listened to it yet, but just want to support Ronnie because he is literally one of the best parts of Letterkenny. <laughs> and then something I ran into just today was uh, I saw the girl who plays Rosie. She is in the HBO TV show Station Eleven. And there's only three episodes of that out right now. It's on HBO Max, I think is what it's called. And she's just in it for a little bit, from what I can tell. But every time I see a letter, Kenny casts, I always just want to shout him out and <laughs> say, good job. Good so. job. We support you. <laughs> Do you have anything? No, not this week. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And Dava is done I with this episode and not getting attention from Amber. <laughs> Aren't you done with this? I am right here. <laughs> so I guess that's our cue. Check back next time for season six, episode three. We'll see you next time. Bye. You gotta stay hydrated. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line. Thank you.